Hi, welcome back to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. My name is Hayley and I'm here to help you improve your habits, improve your health and build next level confidence. And I want you to do this without hating every second of the process. I am all about living your best life while working towards your goals. So if you do enjoy listening to this podcast, please could I ask you a favour? It would really be helpful for me if you could subscribe to the channel, if you could leave me a little review and or share this with your friends who you think it could also help. This will be so helpful for me and I will be forever grateful. Also, if you'd like to know a little bit more about how I can help you specifically further, if you would like me to coach you online or you want to work with me at the gym, then just send me a DM on Instagram. You will find my handle in the show notes. So for now, I will leave you there, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Hi girls, I hope we all are, I hope you are all having a lovely, sweaty, hot and sticky Monday. (laughs) Wow, this heat is next level and you know what, I'm not going to complain because we complain when it's cold, we can't complain when it's hot, we can't just complain all of the time. We have to just get on with it. We can't control the weather. It's an uncontrollable thing. I know a few of you are saying you can't get your walks in and it's so hot and there's a few moany vibes coming through, but I'm not having it. I am not having it. We moan when it's cold. We moan when it rains. We moan when there's a bit of wind and we moan when it's hot. Are we ever satisfied? No. We can't control an uncontrollable thing like the weather. So we just got to get on and make the best of it. Okay, so... I'm fucking sweating as well, <laughs> but um, we we move, we just get on with it, okay, it's fine. Right, let's first start off with wins. So this is the check-in, weekly check-in for the Confidence Club. We're going to go through the members' wins first of all, and then we've got a couple of struggles to get through, mainly to do with it being hot, Um, and then one question, okay? So first win that I want to celebrate is Melanie. She's lost another two pounds on the scales. She's absolutely flying, dropping pounds, um, every single week and she's nine pounds off her pre-pregnancy weight which is brilliant well done she said she is loving how she is feeling in her clothes she's feeling much more confident and the oversized tops have gone now remember the goal is not just weight loss scales like there's a lot of you on this program who aren't just losing weight we are here for confidence and just actually showing up for yourself like moving your body eating healthy food going for walks is enough to help give you a confidence boost even if you don't lose loads of weight on the scales caring for yourself in that way really does help with your confidence levels um rachel said that she turned a shit start of the week into a win so on monday she was hungover she felt low on energy she felt very anxious she was feeling hard on herself for drinking too much because it because it made her feel bad she said instead of continuing to beat herself up on tuesday she used that like frustration as fuel and she said I don't want to feel like this anymore and she cracked on got a Tuesday steps in and um she cracked on Tuesday got a steps in every day stays within her calories and did all of her workouts and her energy soared throughout the week she said the feeling of feeling fresh and energetic really is addictive I know not life life is not perfect and we can't feel like that all of the time but I'm going to continue to work towards feeling that way as much as I can so when it comes to alcohol, obviously alcohol's not banned. I drink alcohol. Um, last week when I had like a wild one with my family to celebrate our engagement, I felt rough the next day, but there was no guilt. There was no like, oh, why did I do that? I thought, you know what? I made good memories. I very rarely do it. I had such a good time with the people who I care about. Um, and it was a ball. And even though I was hungover and even though I was dying, I wasn't going to regret it. And that's what I kind of 
want to say to you as well, Rach, is that, okay, you drank more that day than you usually do, but I'm sure there was some positive that's come out of that day. Did you make good memories with your partner, with your family, with your friends? Um, just because we feel hungover on a day doesn't mean we should regret everything the day before. Um, we have to remember that sometimes a hangover is actually not that bad. Like, even though you feel a little bit shit, it was worth the laughs. It was worth the memories. It was worth the good times that you that you created. It was worth them photos that you've got to look back on. So don't be hard on yourself. You know, when you do feel overly hungover, okay, we've drank too much, but it is what it is. As long as you're not doing that every single week then you're fine. Like you can have those little blowouts every now and again. That is absolutely fine. If you're doing it every week, it's it's not a good, a couple of drinks every week is fine. But if you are getting like rotten to the point where you are severely hungover every week, that is going to have an effect on your health, your mental health. I know that when I was in that like weekly spiral, I was in the worst place mentally. I was not in a good place. I had no self-esteem, wasn't feeling confident, wasn't feeling good. And I would feel depressed until Wednesday. And then I'd be like, right, I feel good again. And then I'd just drink again on Friday. Um, so you don't do this all the time. And the reason you probably had such a big hangover is because you don't do it all the time. And that's fine. Just accept the hangover is what it is. And you did exactly the right thing. You didn't let that hungover Monday turn into a Tuesday. The Tuesday didn't turn into Wednesday. You literally just thought, right, that's it. I'm getting up and getting moving. And if you get your workout in and you eat healthily on that Tuesday, you can turn the week around just as you did. So well done. Ashley said she's not feeling, her biggest win was not feeling guilty for going over her calories by one to 200 on two days last week when she was on her period. So she said usually she would overindulge, but even though she she felt more hungry, but she allowed herself a bit more chocolate, a bit more snacks that she wanted, but still felt in control. And as a result, she's lost a kilo despite being on a period last week. So a lot of the time when we're on our period, it was like we have menstrual pains, menstrual pains, we have period pains. Um, we have like we we can feel low on energy and we just have higher cravings, a lot of us, and energy like can can like moods can be low, which means that cravings are higher as well. So when this happens, a lot of us can just like kind of self-sabotage completely and end up overindulging a lot. And it can help if you just allow yourself a bit more, but do it in a controlled way. Take yourself up to maintenance or take yourself a couple of hundred over like Ashley did. And that will allow you to still stay in a deficit over the whole week um, and still make progress rather than just completely ruining the whole week with, you know, a few days of going mad with the calories. So well done, Ash. Um. Meg said she maintained she has maintained over the last few months, but she has still been working really hard in the gym and smashing her protein. She took some photos. Her weight is the same, but she has made up with the body recomp, especially across her shoulders and back. I love it. So we're seeing some definition, some toning coming through there. So that means that you've lo uh, lost body fat, built muscle. If you can see more definition, you said that you also went out drinking last night, which wasn't planned. Um, but in the morning you planned to have your three gin and some lines and stuck to that and then to stay out longer moved to diet cokes you said that you had lower calorie meals that day to make room for the drinks you also said that you've been taking oven meals to your boyfriends so that you have been sticking to your plan and you don't feel tempted to get takeaways and snack unnecessarily well done so loads of little wins there from meg nicola's got a really good win she survived one week of having a newborn well done hard work um, she asked Haley helps for some tips on focusing on trying and and I said 
for her to focus on getting three meals a day rather than constantly grazing and snacking. Um, so she's been doing this, which has really helped her energy levels and she's feeling a bit more normal. She said that she's also succeeded at breastfeeding for a week. Well done. Make sure you are eating enough food with breastfeeding. It takes a lot of calories to feed you and your baby. So make sure that you are fueling up and not restricting calories too much. Any weight that you feel like you need to lose can be focused on uh, in a few months time. It, it's, it will come off naturally anyway um, when you start walking again and when you start getting moving just focus on nourishing your body healing your body as much as you can and giving your baby as much goodness as possible um nikki said that her biggest win was completing a 10k race for life well done she said it was very hard in the heat but she fought through it and she also had hay fever um but she done it and she's proud well done not letting the weather stand in your way that is exactly what i want to hear nikki well done ashley said her biggest win was her friend bringing a, a brownie round to the house she said she went into a bit of a panic mood because she was thinking i haven't planned for it now this is where we need to move away from. It's okay to have an unexpected brownie. It's okay to have an unexpected piece of cake. That's okay. That is fine. As long as you are not doing that every day or even like every other day, always giving into that thing. But if someone brings you some treat, you are, it is okay for you to enjoy it. You will not ruin a whole week's work with one brownie or one cake, okay? What Ashley did was split the brownie into three and enjoyed it over three days. So this is what I do with a share bar. I'll have like a couple of lines of the share bar and then like, I'll be like, oh, can't wait to eat some more of that tomorrow. And I try and get myself excited to let this treat spread over a few days. And that's what Ashley did with her brownie. But that is a good like strategy to use to enjoy it over the next three days. But it would have been okay if you ate it all in that day. Just know that it would have been fine and it wouldn't have ruined your whole week. You cannot ruin your whole week's deficit with one brownie. Remember, you're in a 3,500 calorie deficit. And if you are at maintenance, it will take you 3,500 calories to gain a pound over your maintenance. So one brownie is not doing that ever. Okay. So sometimes you just got to eat the fucking brownie if you want to eat it or eat the cake. If you're doing it every day, it's different. But if it's a, if it's if you're if you've been on track all week and your mate brings you a little prezi, just enjoy it. Don't be guilty about it. It's fine. In the grand scheme of things, we're with this is a long term like that we're building habits here. This is a long term like journey, long term program. If you're at this for months. And you eat, you know, a few brownies in the space of a few months. That's not going to affect your your progress. Remember, it's hard to ruin your diet. It's not as easy as what we think to ruin your diet. We think that one chocolate bar, one brownie, one piece of cake is going to be the the end of the week. Like that's going to change and ruin everything for the week. When in fact, it's that mindset that ruins it for you. It's that when you think you've ate that brownie, you then go, oh, well, I may as well eat this. Oh, well, I may as well eat that. Well, I may as well have a chippy now and I'm just going to miss my workout because what's the point because I've ate a brownie? That's the mindset that leads us to not make progress. Whereas if we are having a solid week and then we eat a brownie, that might be 600 calories. So what? You've still got another 2,900 calorie deficit there that you've created on every other day of the week. So it's okay sometimes to eat the brownie. It's okay sometimes to go over your calories to ruin your diet. So if you are in a 3,500 calorie deficit over the week, you can eat on top of your normal calorie target, 3,500 calories to be at maintenance. And then to gain a pound, you'd have to eat another 3,500 calories. So to gain a pound of fat when you are normally in a calorie deficit, you've got to overeat by 7,000. It's not that easy to ruin your diet is basically what I'm trying to say. Okay. 
So sometimes it's fine to have the brownie. Sometimes it's fine. I like what you did spreading it over the few days, but it's also sometimes it's fine. <laughs> Heather said that um, for the first time in a long time, she took a night off where she felt like she totally switched off from business and from social media. She said, it felt amazing. I fell asleep at 9 p.m. And I feel like I fully released. You probably fell asleep at 9 p.m. because your body needed you to fall asleep at 9 p.m. And your body didn't want to be like your body stays awake by scrolling on your laptop or scrolling on social media. So I'm really glad that you took that night off. You needed the sleep. Um, and it's made you realize that you need more of these nights in my life. 100%. And you have set about a plan to put this in place. Brilliant. Well done. Chloe left her car at a family member's on Saturday after having a drink. And rather than getting a lift to collect it, she walked there. So she was consciously thinking about how to get her steps in. Well done. I love that. Lucy said, her biggest win is not giving up whilst having no access to the gym. She stayed active with boxing and reformer and did a run. And she's also excited to start lifting glow gym at the end of the month. Excited to have you loose. And then Jane, big win to finish off for Jane. She has got the smallest waist she has had for a decade. I love that. So her waist is the smallest it has been for a decade. What a great win to finish on. Amazing girls, love it all, made up with all of those wins. We are cracking on, putting in the work. Now let's go to the struggles. Okay, so quite a few of you have said about low energy, uh, not really feeling very hungry and not getting steps in, all related to heat, the heat, okay? So I want to give you some tips with regards to what to do for this hot weather. Now, first thing is, workouts during lockdown we had a huge heat wave and we all still trained well most like I, I did and my whole community did it was roasting hot none of us had aircon we weren't going to gyms we sweat we sweated our tits off in our gardens and in our man was in an upstairs bedroom like in a loft room so we made it happen then so we can make it happen now. So you can still get your workouts in. It's hot. People live in hot countries year round. Like this weather that we're having now, yeah, it's 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 not, it's a bit like mad for us. And it's not the usual for us, but people live in this all the time. When I was in Ibiza for a month, like I was going for like runs and I was like, people were out training in it normally. Like it's just normal life for a lot of people and we can't use the heat as an excuse to not get our workouts in. So I want you to try and catch yourself on that. Like, at the end of the day, when you do a workout, you're going to sweat anyway, aren't you? You're going to sweat anyway. It's a bit of, it, your sweat is to keep you cool. It's it's you, you sweating loads is keeping you cool. Try not to use the hot weather as a reason not to get your workout in. Obviously, it's not going to be helpful if you're training at the hottest time of the day, especially if you're training at home. But try and make sure that you're doing it first thing in the morning or even in the evening when it's cooled down. Um, But it's not an excuse to not get your workout in. Like when it was icy and like when it's windy outside, it's not a reason for you to not get your workout in. You want to be staying consistent. Don't look for excuses for yourself, okay? So workouts. Next one is walks, okay? So people are struggling getting their steps in um, because, because of the temperature. Now, I get it. I've got a dog and my normal time to go for a walk is 11 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock. And I've thought it was a bit too hot to go with her at that time. Not for me because I'm wearing shoes and it's fine. I just don't want her hair to melt. She's a little dash hand and she she's just lying there like so hot right now. Um, And... 
that's my reason. Like I could use that as an excuse to not get my steps in every day, but I've been keeping a close eye on my steps and making sure that I am still getting them done. And that could mean going earlier. So on the days that I'm able to go earlier, uh, for example, tomorrow, not working in the gym in the morning. So I'll be going earlier. I'll be doing my run early in the morning. Um, I'm doing my workout six in the morning. I'm going to be making sure that tonight, I haven't walked the dog yet, but I will be walking here tonight when Fran gets home, when it's cooler. Over the weekend, we haven't been going in the morning. We've been going in the evening. We took her to town to get our steps in because of the breeze off the river. So just because it's hot doesn't mean that you're just like, oh, I can't go out. It's too hot. There's more fresh air outside than there is in sweltering inside your house. Um, so I'm not, I'm not accepting it as an excuse that it's too hot. We moan when it's too cold. And I think the people who are using the heat as a reason to not get the steps in are probably the people who didn't get the steps in when it was winter. You're always looking for something. This isn't to attack yet or to be harsh. I'm just, you know, calling you out a little bit because I know that it most likely is the same group of people that if you are struggling to get the, the steps in because of the weather, that is not the weather's fault. That is you finding an excuse to not get it in. Oh, it's raining. Put a put a take an umbrella, put a raincoat on. Um, like I've got a dog, so it forces me out. She needs exercise. Um, so I have to find a way, but you also need exercise. Like we are, I know that we're not dogs, but we are we are human beings who need movement in our lives. And you need to go and get walks in. Just find a different time to go for a walk. It might mean that you need to go up and get it, go go and get it in early. And it might mean that you need to go after your dinner. It's actually really good to go after your dinner for digestion and stuff like that. So I'm not accepting the heat as a reason to not get your workouts in or to not get your walks in. If you are the type of person who is using the heat as an excuse, you probably also use the weather as an excuse in the winter. And I want you to start questioning that on yourself and calling yourself out on it because this is probably the reason why you're not consistent with these things because you're looking for a reason to not do it. It's too hot, so I'm not going to do it. It's too cold, so I'm not going to do it. But you could do it either way. Wrap up in the cold, you know, spray yourself. Take take a fucking handheld fan if you really want to. Like when we go on holiday, we mooch about, we go for walks. And I know it is a little bit different being here than it is on holiday. Temp, the, the, the heat feels different, but a bit of sweat. Like it, just go just go for a walk, put a hat on, cover your head, put some sun cream on. Just go for a walk. Maybe go and find a shady place to go for a walk. Um, or like we did, go to the beach or go to town, go somewhere breezy, go to a woods drive somewhere a bit cooler, whatever, but make it happen. You can make it happen. It's up to you to make it happen, okay? And then the next thing is energy levels. Obviously, the heat makes us feel tired. It can make us feel sluggish. Drink shitloads of water. If you normally only drink a litre and a half of water, then make sure you're drinking two. If you normally drink two litres of water, make sure you're drinking two and a half to three. Naturally, in the day, like right now, I'm a little bit sticky. Um, <laughs> cute. Um, but I'm, I'm, we're all just sweating a little bit more, just literally doing nothing. So we will be a bit more dehydrated. No, this sounds weird, but pay attention to the colour of your way. Is your, is your wee looking clear? Is your wee looking yellow? If it's looking yellow, drink more water. You will be sweating a lot more in your workouts. Um, so you might be getting headaches in the afternoon. Make sure you are drinking lots of water before, during and after your workouts. And make sure that you're drinking loads of water throughout the day. Also make sure that you are eating lots of fruit. Fruit contains a lot of water and it's also going to get you some goodness in um, and bits of sugar and stuff, which will help with the low energy levels and the sluggishness that we are feeling with um this temperature and then the final thing with regard to the temperature was um by the way also water if you're sitting there sweating struggling and you're low on energy like 
fill your water bottle with ice. Uh, this actually keeps um water cold, which is brilliant. I took it to time at me yesterday. But fill your water bottle with ice and like it's gorgeous. You'll want to drink more because it's freezing cold. It really does cool you down. Um, and then finally, with the also little trick, <laughs> I put cold water on my wrists a lot when it's really, really hot and it does help. Now, moving on finally, appetite. Appetite will be a little bit lower um in the tech can be a little bit lower with the hot temperatures i know that i'm not looking for like hot cozy meals i'm not wanting to make curries i'm not wanting to make pastas i'm like have wanting to have like cold things like sandwiches wraps which i have anyway but um i get that your appetite might feel a little bit lower and that's fine just try and make sure that you are not um eating too low calorie try and keep yourself that that um on that bottom dotted line on your app Okay, so you're keeping yourself above your BMR. So for me, like if your calorie target is 1700, make sure you're eating over 1500. Use things like ice cream, you know, like it's okay to have an ice cream. I think there's only about 150 calories. I'm pretty sure a twister has only got like 80 odd calories in. Use things like that to help cure you down and get your sweet tooth in, um, it, to, kick, to kick your sweet tooth craving. Um, make sure that you're filling up and have loads of salads. If you want to make your salads chunkier without adding carbs, um, because you don't feel like anything hot or bready or whatever, add in feta, add in nuts, add in seeds, add olive oil, add these things to get your calories up a little bit, but make sure you're not under eating too much. Um, but just live off cold food. You know, you don't need to be eating porridge, soups and curries at this time of year. There is summer type foods that you can have. You can have your yogurt and fruit, which is really refreshing in the morning. You can have a nice refreshing protein smoothie for your lunch. You can have salads. You can have sandwiches, you can have wraps, you know, cucumber and tomatoes, stuff like that. It all feels really refreshing on a hot day. And if you're evening meals, you don't need to have curries and that. Just just have like, you know, barbecues. Barbecues are healthy, chicken, salad. Um, you can have literally anything. So don't use the heat as an excuse to not eat right. You can have room for a lolly ice. You can have room for a um ice cream, but make sure you are still getting your protein in. Add ice cubes to your protein shake make it nice and freezing. Um, so yeah, obviously it's normal for your appetite to drop a little bit, but try not to under eat and try not to just live off ice cream and live off um things that aren't that nutritious. Make sure you get, this is an opportunity to get loads and loads of good salads in yeah, loads and loads of uh, goodness. Okay, um, next one we've got, let me just see what next struggle is. Um. I hadn't meal prepped Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so had no meal preps, and this changed my diet and routine completely. It was great at the beginning of the week, but on Saturday, Sunday, I didn't hit my protein. Um, so I bought, and my weight has stayed the same now, even if I've not been a hundred percent. Now, just because you don't meal prep doesn't mean that you have to go off track. I mentioned this like a couple of check-ins ago. Um, on the go stuff is you can get really healthy or high protein nutritious stuff on the go if you go into any supermarket and you can get a ham and cheese sandwich and you can get some grapes and you can get a protein bar um and and great okay you can go in and get a salad bowl and add um some cooked tuna cooked tuna but tin tuna or one of them tuna pots or you can add cooked chicken anything to that salad bowl and just 
buy your dressing to add it to then you can get some grapes and a protein bar you can get protein yogurts from any supermarket like i don't feel like um not being prepared is an excuse anymore in this day and age you can go to most of us can go to any shop like even today fran forgot his lunch for work but he stopped at a cafe and ordered poached eggs avocado and toast um, so still chose something healthy when the couple of years ago he would have just got sausage and sausage and bacon on bread and you're like so it's making the right choices when you're out if you go to any cafe any restaurant if you go to go to any shop you can find a high protein nutritious meal you just have to be the one to choose it okay um next we have got my overthinking it's something that i need to work on and i'm definitely getting better at it um, I end up stressing myself out unnecessarily this week by running situations over and over in my head. There has been plenty of journaling to walk through um, these unhelpful thinking patterns and helping me notice any triggers. But overthinking is, I feel like this is a, a lot of us can fall into this. So I know that I can, I'm better at it now, um, but I have had spells of time where I've really got thought is stuck into this rumination of overthinking scenarios imagining playing out scenarios and thinking well what about this and what if this happens and stuff that like isn't really helpful and one of the things that I will say that really helped with me and this might not land with you right now but and it didn't land with me when the person first said it to me but one of my mentors a couple of years ago now um said to me she found it was really really amazing when she realized that she didn't have to think her thoughts and at the time it didn't really land with me that well but the more and more I've thought about it I'm like oh my gosh, yeah. And I think it's because I started telling myself it. I don't have to think me thoughts. So just because your brain has decided to fixate on something and think about something, it doesn't mean that you actually have to sit there and think about it. So I I, I used to get myself and still can get myself tied in knots, imagining scenarios, but what if this, but what if that? And then what if this happened? When I opened the gym, I would lose sleep about the maddest of things um, just over and overthinking, overthinking, not even really knowing what what I was. It was just it was just constantly thinking in circles. Journaling definitely does help because it get it gets it out of your brain and it's a way to process things. But I um this you don't have to think your thoughts. It's just brilliant. So if you're thinking about something, so say if I was worrying about something, for example, I used to worry about every time it rained, I used to worry about the gym um leaking because we had a leak once. And um so I used to think all the time. Oh, oh my God, it's going to rain. It's raining, it's raining. And I used to lose sleep over it raining. And now if that thought comes into your head, think, I don't need to think about that. And then I just let it go. And if it comes back and go, no, I told you, we're not going to think about that. And I let it go again. And I know this sounds a bit mad and it sounds really simple and it sounds like it shouldn't be the answer to things, but it really is. When you are ruminating over something and you are not helping yourself, because really the situation is like we're here where we are right now. When you're ruminating over something, you are playing out and thinking about scenarios and it's not helpful. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. And it only makes you feel awful and builds and builds that anxiousness and stress that you've got in you. Whereas you can actually stop that thought and literally say to yourself, no, stop. I don't need to think about that. I'm going to think about this instead, or I don't need to think about that. I'm going to do this instead, especially if you've journaled over it. Be like, right, okay, I've wrote it down. I've put it to bed. Now I'm going to leave it. It's like now if I'm if I'm overthinking about something, my kind of thing is like, right, Fran, I just need to talk this through. I just need to say this. And then we'll I'll get it out of my head and I'll be like, right, that's it. That's it. Now I can put it to bed now. I don't need to think about it anymore. So 
it honestly works. And as I said, the first time someone said it to me, I was like, that just seems too simple. You've got no idea what it's like in my brain because I was in a bad place when this person said it to me. And I was like, nah, she's got no idea. Um, And it's one of my past mentors. And I was like, let's just simplify it too much. And I just doubted it. But then I started using it and I was like, oh my gosh, this works. I don't have to think about that. And then I move on. And if it does creep back, I go, hang on. I said I wasn't going to think about that. So I'm not. And I do something and, you know, get myself off my phone. Instead, do something else. Do something that I enjoy. Read my book. Put on something on Netflix that I actually want to watch or go for a walk or do a workout. A workout is a really good way to get me out of my overthinking brain because it basically just like stops all of that thinking because I'm focusing on the session instead. And if it comes to me in the session, I'm like, nope, decided I wasn't going to. And, and you know, I'm, I'm focused on the training instead. A podcast, things like people like Mel Robbins, wow, they don't half help me get out my own head. Um, so I know this seemed that seems really simple, but it was just something that really helped me, and I felt like I needed to mention it after reading that. Okay, next one is this week I found that it difficult that the scales have increased, even though I made sure I ate well and got workouts. Now, first thing is eating well is different to being in a calorie deficit. I can eat three thousand calories a day of fully nutritionally dense food. That doesn't mean that I'm going to lose weight doing that. Okay, so eating well is different to eating in a calorie deficit. So think about that, first of all. Did you actually eat in a calorie deficit? Did you track your food? Did you manage your portion sizes if you weren't tracking? Um, what what do you mean by eating well? I ate well. I ate well could be I ate loads and loads of fruit and veg, but as I say, I ate 3,000 calories a day. Um, so eating well and eating in a calorie deficit is different. To, to expect weight loss, we need to eat in a calorie deficit, okay? Um. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is you've got workouts in. Getting workouts in is not going to affect your weight. We need to let that go. The workouts are not burning calories. The workouts are not for you to lose weight. The workouts are for you to get strong and to get fit. We lose weight with our nutrition, okay? And our activity, our steps, not the workouts. Workout, we give workouts too much credit for burning calories. You will not burn all the calories that you ate in a workout, Okay. Just forget about it. It is not to burn calories. That's why I don't track workouts using calories. I track my weights instead because the workouts are for getting strong and for getting fit. The nutrition is for losing weight, okay? And then the next thing is um, we shouldn't be feeling upset about the scales. By now, we should know. You've been a member of the Confidence Club for a long time. And by now, you should know that the scales will increase a lot. They go up, they go down, they stay the same. They always fluctuate. If I had in a calorie deficit all last week, but last night decided to eat a pasta, even though it was in my calories this morning, the scales may well have been up, even though I've eaten a calorie deficit all week. If I had eaten a calorie deficit all week, but I was due on my period in the next couple of days, the scales may well have been up, even though I moved my body lots and ate a calorie deficit all week, okay? The scales are not the only indicator of success and they are not going to go down. They are not that reactive. You can't just eat well and exercise and expect them to go down. They don't just, it doesn't work like that. This is why we need to let go of all the success being on the scales. The scales um, is one tool in a huge toolbox that you've got and it's not the most important tool. Your weight means fuck all about you. As I've said loads of times, 10 years ago, I was the same weight as I am right now. Back then, I was a size 12. I had no definition, no muscle, no shape. I had a lot of body fat on me. My body composition was totally different. Right now, I'm a size 8 to 10, and I've got a lot of muscle and I weigh the same. But body shape, if you looked at my body then and my body now, total different. you'd say that I weighed a stone less, and I don't. I weigh exactly the same. 
that is body composition for you. So the scales are not the be all and end all. They are one tool and they are not the best tool. How do you feel? How do you feel in your clothes? How do you feel energy wise? What's your relationship with food like? Are you managing your hunger well? You know, are you feeling good about the good nutrition you're giving yourself? Is your mood better? Is your productivity better? Is your relationships better? All of these things, there's so much more to dieting and exercise than just the scales. So try not to let that be the thing that gets you down. If you think that you've ate well, you've fueled your body well, and you've stayed active all week, why are you letting the scales get you down? The scales will go up if you eat higher carbs, if you have lots of salt, if you drink alcohol, if you had a shit sleep, if you do on your period, if you haven't had a poo today, the scales will go up, okay? Expect it to happen. I Every time I step on the scales, I don't have any expectations. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, oh, it went up, oh well. Oh, it went down. Oh, well, and don't get excited when it goes down and I don't get disappointed when it goes up. I'm just, I'm just level. I'm just like, I have no emotion attached to the scales because I know there's so much more to living a healthy life and making progress like personally with health and fitness and habit than just the scales. The scales fluctuate all the time. It's one little tool in the big toolbox that you've got. Sorry, just needed to have a drink. So, in relation to that, um, a few things to cover on. Eating well is not the same as a calorie deficit. So we can't expect weight loss when we just eat well. We need to be in a calorie deficit to expect weight loss. Workouts are not going to be responsible for weight loss. So that is doesn't even need to be mentioned. Um, and then the scales increasing shouldn't be affecting your mood. We need to remember that the scales will fluctuate all of the time. We need to let go of any attachment, any emotional attachment that we've got to them. They will go up sometimes. They will go down sometimes. If you are eating in a calorie deficit, over the space of four weeks, you want to see that they've gone down. If they haven't gone down, you have not been in a calorie deficit. Okay, simple as that. If they've stayed the same over four weeks, you've had at maintenance. So that you want to see weight loss over the longer term, not week by week, day by day. You want to see it over four week, eight week, 12 week blocks. Okay, so next we've got, I fully let myself go with food at the weekend because I was on holiday and it was my birthday. And then another person said, it's been my birthday week, so I've indulged a lot. Nutrition wasn't there. Um, and I, But I still got my three workouts in and made sure I made healthy choices where I could. Now, I wanted to just mention this because the first person said that she was feeling so uncomfortable and bloated that it just wasn't worth it. Feeling bloated and uncomfortable is normal when you eat less nutritious food. You probably weighed a little bit more as well, but that doesn't mean that you gain body fat. I mentioned earlier on how hard it is to gain a pound. For you to gain a pound of fat, you have to overeat by 3,500 calories above maintenance. So if you are currently eating, you know, if you are currently in a deficit, sit, for example, my calorie maintenance is about 2,200, 2,300, okay? If I ate 2,300 and then every day, um, then I would maintain weight. But if I ate an extra 3,500 cal calories across the week, I would gain a pound. So that is how you gain weight. If you are in a calorie deficit, you have to overeat 7,000 over your weekly allowance, okay? So it's not that easy. It's not as easy as you think to gain a pound. It's easy when you're just eating and drinking willy-nilly and not thinking about it. You're on all the cocktails and all the chippies and all the mackies, but it's not that easy when you are focusing on what you're eating. It's not that easy to go over your calories by three and a half thousand or even like 7,000. It's not as easy as what you think. So birthdays are to be enjoyed. Holidays are to be enjoyed. And I don't want you to feel guilty about either of these things. 
I have my birthday fully off. I have holidays fully off. I enjoy myself and I don't get guilty. I expect to feel bloated. I know food quality hasn't been the best. I know the scales will be up, but I know that that's probably not all body fat, that a lot of it will be water and a lot of it will be slow digestion, okay? Expect to feel bloated when you eat shit foods. If you have birthday cake all week, why are you shocked that you feel a little bit bloated? But bloated isn't fat. Bloated is just bloated. So it's fine. Okay, be okay with these things. This is just part of being a human. If my dog, if I give my dog leftovers and she eats quite a bit of steak, her belly gets bloated. I don't think, oh my God, I made the dog fat. I just think, oh, she got a little bloated belly off all that steak. See what I mean? Like try not to have too much of like, don't be feeling guilty about feeling bloated. It was worth it. You enjoyed yourself for your birthday. You enjoyed yourself on holiday. It was worth it. It was worth the memories. It was worth the, the laughs. It was worth the fun that you had with people. It was worth the celebration. You deserve to celebrate the day you were born, okay? And you deserve to enjoy yourself. We work hard all year. We deserve to enjoy our holidays without feeling guilty. But just know that feeling bloated is normal after you eat a bit, bit less nutritious food. And after a week of focus, you're going to feel right back to normal and the scales will be right back to where they were, okay? Try and come at this all, girls, with like, a different approach than what you've been coming at it in the past. You don't need to freak out when shit hits the fan. You don't need to freak out if you have a less nutritious week of food. You just need to return back to the plan and that week will just be gone. Okay? Just keep moving forward. Just keep improving. Just keep doing better. And control the weeks that you can, but enjoy the weeks that you're away. Enjoy the weeks that you deserve to enjoy, like your birthday, like your holidays. Okay, so um, final, final, final struggle because I know that I've been talking for a while. I just wanted to touch on all of these. Um, I have had a bit of a hard time. One of the members is heartbroken and this is like horrendous. I know the feeling. I was heartbroken years and years ago, um, but it is, it is, it's horrible. Um, I've had a hard time and it's got me bad. I've been sleeping a lot and feeling sorry for myself. So tips are, first of all, spend a couple of days wallowing. Let yourself cry. Let yourself be upset. Watch Bridget Jones. Watch all of the films that you need to. Man's Harry Potter. Man's like my my healing movie is Harry Potter. I don't know why, because it's not in any way like love related, but I just it just I just like it. Gives me like comfort vibes from like being a kid at home. Um so let yourself be sad, but this is the perfect opportunity to throw yourself into your self-care. When I was heartbroken years ago, I was like, right, I can't wallow anymore. I let myself wallow too long, but I can't wallow anymore. I need to do something. And the only way I can feel better is to get up and, and move. Remember, we are in control of how we feel. We are responsible for how we feel. Yes, other people have an impact on that. But at the end of the day, we are the one who's responsible. So we can move our moods. We can improve how we feel by taking care of ourselves and pouring into ourselves. Go for your walks. Use it as an opportunity to go for a walk with your mate. Rant, talk, let it all out. Uh, ring your friend while you're going for a walk. Um, go to the gym and let out that stress, let out that that anger, let out that frustration, um, let out that emotion with your workouts. Pour this energy and pour this like sadness into loving yourself. Okay, because a lot of people, when this happens, when they have a breakup, um, 
self-esteem can really drop confidence can really drop it's like something was wrong with me like you start overthinking things that you've done overthinking thing the way that you are is there something wrong with the way that i look is there something wrong with the way that i am there's absolutely nothing wrong with you you are you and some people just don't match with that and that's fine but someone will someone else will and you're only going to find them if you pour into yourself you need to be yourself and don't change yourself and um, just make sure that you are pouring into like looking after your well-being because sitting and wallowing it helps to a certain extent but you can't do it for long because it's just you're going to end up in a in just feeling worse about yourself you need to pick yourself up and do what you can remember move your body move your mood I live by this I have some very very hard days some days where I don't want to get out of bed and I and I I struggle like everybody else mentally with with different things and have done over the over the course of the years and honestly just getting up and going for a walk just getting out of your pit and going for a walk getting up and going for a workout ringing a friend or whatever do these things every now and again you do need those days where you just wallow but try and make sure that you're dragging yourself out of bed at least every other day um to go and get some movement in because it really will have a big impact if you pour into yourself you will start to feel better if you nourish your body if you show yourself it look after yourself with love, like moving, eating well, sleeping, um, try not to drink too much, Try because that's not going to help. Like alcohol brings tears. Try and take care of yourself as best you can and you will start to feel better. Broken hearts heal. They do. And as sad as it is when it happens, everybody, everybody recovers from a broken heart. Like, you know, we can all recover from a broken heart and it all just comes from loving yourself and taking care of yourself, which I know can sometimes feel hard to do. But, you can do it. You've done it before. You can do it again. Okay. So that is all of the struggles. One question. If I have a drink next weekend, is there anything I should change in the week? If you want to have more calories at the weekend for alcohol, then you might want to do a bit of calorie borrowing. So reduce your calories, 200 calories a day, Monday through to Friday. And then that'll give you an extra thousand to use at the weekend. And then you can use those full thousand calories on alcohol if you want. I mean, that's quite a lot of calories. Um, That's like 15, 16, maybe 17 gin and some lines if you're going to drink them. Um, so you could do that and just eat normally at the weekend as well. But if you are going to be going for meals and stuff like that at the weekend as well as drinking, then you might want to stick to the healthy breakfast, indulgent, di- like missing your lunch, indulgent dinner with alcohol. But just do some calorie borrowing and you'll manage it fine. A thousand calories um, will take you far if you make sensible alcohol choices. Remember, two bottles of wine is 1,200 calories. So if you are a wine drinker, that is your limit, 1,200. Um, if you've borrowed 1,000 from the week, that doesn't account for any of the food that you eat that day. My advice is to not go for the wine and to go gin and slimline or vodka slimline. Stick to singles instead of doubles. Um, and that's the cheap, like the cheapest calorie way to uh, drink alcohol. But calorie borrowing does really, really help to allow you some more freedom at the weekend. Gales, it's been a pleasure. As always, this little bit of sun on my face the whole time has been really annoying. I haven't been able to stop staring at it. Um, But yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. See you soon. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. 
Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at Hayley Bell PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.